Electric vehicles. We certainly hear the words put together more than we ever have before. We don't really know how consumers are going to react. Right now, we're seeing gas prices start to come back down a little bit. And you know that if you have a gasoline-powered vehicle, you're thinking... Well, I did just fill up for a dollar sixty-eight. It's no dollar twenty-eight, but it definitely isn't a two eighteen. Maybe I'll just sit on this for a little while. Josipa Petronik is the president and CEO of the Canadian Urban Transit Research and Innovation Consortium, and we're lucky enough to have Josipa with us right now. Josipa, how are things? Good. How are you, Mike? I am just fine. How often would the words electric vehicles come up in conversations you were having compared with, oh, I don't know, even two years ago? Oh, well, it is my job. So pretty much every <laughs> sentence is electric vehicles. But, you know, ironically, a lot of my job is to get rid of cars altogether and get electric buses on the road. But it's a pretty common language for us. I would say for Canadians, though, it's probably more frequent now in the common lingua franca of the household. So when you look at actually making that move how how far into the future do you feel you have to look to get from where we are now to a world that maybe is shipping us around in all kinds of different directions in what we would consider to be a really different way yeah, for sure. I don't think it's far away at all. Like, if it was early 2010s, it was still a bit of a mythical dream for people. Cars were expensive. It wasn't clear where you'd get these cars. There were no charging stations, et cetera, et cetera. But now 2022, I mean, cities are banning diesel cars. Cities are starting to add tolls to ICE cars, like internal combustion engine cars. The federal government saying we will be zero emissions by 2030, 2040, you know, come hell or high water. So basically, the federal, provincial, municipal governments are saying it's going to happen, whether we like it or not. Manufacturers are starting to jump to that tune in the United States and in Canada and Europe, starting to make the stuff that governments are saying is the only legal stuff you'll be allowed to buy. Uh, And then gasoline prices keep going up. So the more gasoline prices go up, whether it's supply chain or carbon taxes, the more people start to think about a hybrid or an electric car. So I would say 2030, the world's going to look quite different. 2030. And that sounds like so far away. And then you look and say, "Uh, no, seven and a half years. That's uh, (laughs) that's not very far at all. Josipa Petrunek joining us, president and CEO of the Canadian Urban Transit Research and Innovation Consortium. So when you see the announcement that came out of the Detroit Free Press or the report that came out of the Detroit Free Press last week that said that the Ford Motor Company is probably going to be laying off employees and they're going to focus on their Model E or their EV department is that something that you expect could happen among other car manufacturers and and maybe even more frequently 100 percent. and in fact it's already happened so i think the way it was worded was ford is cutting a bunch of people who work in their internal combustion engine department like if you work on gasoline cars say goodbye those jobs are ending We're going to cut back, we're going to save some money, and we're going to pump that money into electric vehicle innovation. That story has already played itself out at General Motors. It's already played itself out at Toyota. It's already happened. It just didn't have that headline attached to it. I think people might forget a few years ago, you know, when Mary Barra became CEO of General Motors, the company was a basket case, right? She basically had to cut back left, right, and center. 
And as she was cutting back jobs, she was clearly cutting back on the basis that she had already set a strategy for electrification. So it was already happening and has happened at other car companies. If you look future forward, uh, some of the car companies that will survive this transition the best, Toyota, for sure, they've already been invested in the space for over 20 years. They've got people who have been working on hybrid vehicles for a long time. They've done tons of partnerships with electric car makers like Tesla. They're not, they're not new to this, this dialogue. But some of the companies that will struggle, Volkswagen, it is one of the latest uh, newcomers to the electric vehicle innovation landscape. They've still got a lot of people who make their salaries building gasoline or diesel engines, and those jobs are going to go. So there's going to be some transition. It's going to be tough. And at the end of the day, if you look at what it takes to make an electric car, you need electricians. You need people with expertise in electromagnetism, lightweighting software. You don't need those mechanical engineers and those people who had the expertise in building the the cars of last century. And that's essentially what is happening. Uh, For Ford, it came out in a very bad headline, but other car companies have been doing it already. Interesting and in some ways unnerving. So it's not like you can say, oh, don't worry, you had this job here. Now we'll just move you to this department. We'll take away what you were using to make that and we'll give you this new tool and you can make this not like that it sounds like correct exactly i mean if you think about the university degree or college degree you have to have these are fundamentally different forces of nature right electromagnetism versus thermodynamics there there's a reason people do different degrees and different trades in these fields and you can't just take an electrician and make them a mechanic overnight and vice versa Uh, you can't take a mechanic and make them an electrician overnight so this is what the car companies are facing and they've got tens of thousands of people who have made good solid salaries on cars that nobody wants anymore and by nobody wants I mean, governments don't want those cars anymore, and anybody committed to climate change doesn't want those cars. So you can't just retool them and retrain them. Now, no doubt there will be some retraining, and and let me put the positive spin on it, because the headline came out and it was very negative, and people might be very worried, but... Ford is basically trying to cut back about $3 billion in operations, right? They're saying, we want to cut back, we want to slim down, save some money so we can pump it into this EV innovation. In the same breath, they also said we're pumping $50 billion into EV innovation. And if you look at some of the other car companies, General Motors is talking about $35 billion by 2025, and Toyota is talking about $70 billion by 2030. So they're going to be hiring a lot of people. There's a lot of new jobs. They're just not the jobs that define the car in the past, and that's what's happening. Yosipa, thank you so much for breaking this down for us. This has brought a lot more understanding to, as you say, a headline that just seems to say one thing. There's a lot more going on. That's right. And uh, maybe if I can, you know, there's two ways to get to this. You either hire the people you need, which these car companies are doing, or you buy it. You don't know what to do, so you go out and buy those companies. And if you look at some efforts like Ford, you know, they they bought shares in Rivian, an electric truck company, and Toyota had partnerships with Tesla, and Porsche has bought shares in Remats. So one way to do it is to buy the jobs. The other way to do it is to clean house, convert, and then hire new people. And I think both are going to define the future. Wow. Yosipa, thank you, and have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. That is Yosipa Petrunik, President and CEO of the Canadian Urban Transit Research and Innovation Consortium. So this sounds like it, it is quite condensed, and maybe it will be. You look at how, how much governments are acting, how much money is being spent by car companies, by the manufacturers, $50 billion, $35 billion. I mean, these are... Big-time, multi-billion-dollar industry, sure, but that's 
a lot of money. And when you're doing that, it's not to say, hey, let's see if this works. It's, no, this is the way it's going to go, and we're trying to get there before everybody else. Kind of like that race. There is the game of musical chairs. You're walking round and round. You want to have a chair to sit in, and as Josipa points out, Volkswagen being late to the party, you show up with that birthday gift, and you're over putting it on the table. The game of musical chairs has begun. And next thing you know, you don't have a chair to sit in. So that's the sort of thing that she's looking at right now. Really interesting thought. And you might say, nah, it's not going to happen that fast. Well, is it? Nobody's saying it's not. We'll be watching it.